if you are looking for support navigating the college recruitment process and you don't want to use and spend all your money on these overpriced, underperforming recruitment agencies and services, you are in the right place. You can find me here every Thursday. Today we went a little bit earlier, but we're going to be consistently going at 12.30. And you can find us on Facebook Live every Tuesday at 12.30. So, why are we here? Every student athlete, elite high school athlete, has a uniquely different story and approach. You know, what we want to hit on here is we want to speak about the aspects of the recruitment process, <clears throat> excuse me, Co bringing coaches on for Q&As, professional players, the psychology of the recruitment process, how we break it down. And ultimately, we're here because we want to be able to put our sons and daughters in the best place to be successful, not only through the recruitment process, but also to get them ready for real life, right? So after college, when they're going into the business world, when they need to present in front of a couple of different people when they're interviewing, you know, these are the things that we want to get them ready for. And we could do that strategically by working this process the right way. And that's what I'm going to show you guys how to do. So today there's just a couple of things we want to, we want to break it down to, and it's selecting target schools, how we go about that. And we're going to touch on very, very briefly the recruitment calendar and what that looks like. Uh, but primarily it's going to be on breaking down these target schools. So there's a myth out there, uh, a myth versus reality. And it's, if you are not getting contacted by college coaches, that you're not good enough to play at this level. And I cannot begin to tell you how wrong that is. In fact, great players coming out of high school won't get contacted by college coaches. And that's just because there's so many players out there. And if you're not doing the right things, if you're not reaching out, if you're not being consistent, then they're not going to know who you are. My name is Elliot Mark, like I said earlier. I've been involved on a high level. I was an assistant coach at Florida Atlantic University for several years, and I was the head of recruitment nationally and internationally. I was uh, also a player, uh, soccer at Lehigh University, where I was a uh, Division One Regional All-American in my junior year. I was a two-year captain. We were ranked as high as 14th in the country. You know, we were a really solid program. And then I've directed many clubs, youth clubs, um, primarily a big one out in Colorado, FC Glenwood, where there was about just under 500 players. So, decent size. I had some fantastic mentors and they really taught me how to approach this process the right way. And to give you some examples, those mentors were Bobby Montgomery, who was the director of the Red Bulls Youth Academy, Kevin Anderson, who's now the head coach at Columbia. He's been doing a phenomenal job. Um, Gary Book, who was with St. John's as the 
head assistant when they won their national championships in the late 90s, who's now the athletic director at Adelphi University and also the men's soccer head coach. So just those three alone were absolutely incredible mentors that um, I had the privilege of playing for. So what Gary, Gary Book always told us was you got to break this down into four filters, right? You got to look at the recruitment process from academics, environmental, socially, and then lastly, athletics. Because the majority of us players are not going to get to the next level. They are not going to, you know, I had aspirations of playing professionally, but that did not mean that I had the raw talent and ability. So always trying to put academics first. And that's definitely what I did throughout my college recruitment process. So let's jump into the academics. It's really important that when we look at academics, we put our ego in check and ego plays such a, a large role in this process and just making sure we're aware of it. Because once we're aware of it, we're responsible for it, right? So if we know that we tend to do some things with a larger ego or want to go to a bigger, better school because it's going to impress someone else, then we just need to be aware of that. So I broke it down like this. A couple of things I wanted to focus on throughout my process. I wanted to have a realistic assessment of who I was. I wanted to balance the four filters that we just spoke about. And then I wanted a university that was a little bit more degree focused and I was able to start narrowing down my academic schools through these couple of questions. And there's a ton more, but I won't get into those right now. But for you as a parent, helping the student athlete through the academic part, define what those questions are and then start narrowing down the field through those. As we jump into the next slide on environment, right? The environment plays such a huge, huge role without us even knowing. I'm gonna give you another example. I was coaching at Florida Atlantic University and we had a ton of foreign students from Norway, from Sweden, and coming into South Florida, they were in top shape, fit, fit, fit. But the humidity was something they had never experienced before, not once. And it took them about a good two months to acclimate. So that's a piece of it from the playing perspective. But then also maybe from the academic side or location, location side, I should say, right? Because... Do they want to be in a certain part of the United States? Do they want to stay close to home? Where are they going to be most successful? Would it be good for them, for your child to maybe get away from home so that they could grow, become more independent? So sometimes we're thinking outside of the box. And then it comes, it comes all in a full circle, right? So, the social life is the same thing. 
what what do we know about our son or daughter if we're real with ourselves? Do they need more support academically? Do they are they an introverted person? You know, do you want them to explore, you know, other opportunities when they're involved with clubs? Because at the university level, there's so much to offer. If I didn't play sports, I could have had a full full, you know, lineup of things to do after my courses throughout the day. Um, and it's really what they want to be involved with. And then what atmosphere serves your son or daughter best? You know, it's a it's an important aspect to look into. Do they get in some trouble, you know, in high school, drinking and partying? Maybe we're not sending them to a, uh, or we're, we are deterring them from going into you know, a huge fraternity-based school. I don't know. But it's things, as parents, I think you need to be aware of. <clears throat> and then athletically, the reason we leave this last, and I firmly believe it should be the last thing that you as a parent and student-athlete look at, is because... What happens if the second year you get out recruited and they bring in a, a stud freshman and now you're not playing or God forbid you get injured? I'm a perfect example. My career was riddled with injuries. Metatarsal, I mean like five or six different you know, surgeries or big injuries throughout. And it, it really took a role, uh, took a huge toll on me because if I wasn't at a school that I thoroughly loved and enjoyed, I would have been miserable. So the question I want parents and student athletes to ask themselves before jumping into singling out a university is, Will I still be happy here without athletics? And if we could ask ourselves that simple yet direct question and say yes, then it probably is a fantastic school for that person. As a parent, I love to speak to parents because I've had so much um, I've just had so much time working with them. And the parent always wants to do, wants to have a job and wants to play an integral role in the process. But the parent needs to also let the child explore who the child is and really be supportive, give guidance and take a hands-off approach on a macro level, not a micro level. And I think that's really important. The next part that I said we were going to touch on, so let me sum that up before I jump into the calendar, right? So four aspects really quick, academics, environment, social life, and athletics. Balance the four, right? Ask yourselves those important questions 
because your calendar is going to get so insanely packed with things to do, especially throughout the recruitment process, right? So if we go back into the calendar, the recruitment calendar and what that looks like, there is so much on a family's plate when it comes to their junior and senior year leading into the college recruitment process. So what does that calendar look like? It looks like something like this. Mondays right after school, you're going to pick up your son or daughter and you're going to drive them to practice. Then they're going to be studying for the SATs from eight to nine. It's chaos. And if we don't plan out the recruitment process the right way, we're not going to have the time to take a look at all the different aspects that we should, and we're going to rush this process. And one of the main reasons I like to speak about the recruitment calendar in this first episode, if you will, is because if we're going to go about the process the right way, then we're going to start this process significantly early. It's not going to be in our junior or senior year. It's going to be in our freshman and sophomore year so that we have less on our plate and we could balance that out over the course of three to four years, not try to pack it into two. And if you're able to do that, so if you're a middle school parent and your child's in eighth grade, you're looking to this process to start it the summer they're going into high school. It's just a super important and effective way to go about it so that you don't kill yourself on the back end scrambling. So when Recruit Fluency works with our athletes, we will turn athletes away if they're too far within the process or we'll help guide them as much as we possibly can But our focus is on the freshmen and the sophomores because those are the parents and the families that are going to be able to really dig in and do the correct work. And we see that the successful players at the next level are the ones who are meticulous about this process, the ones that don't transfer, the ones that ultimately have success academically and athletically are the ones who put the work in super early. So just to one more time, take a bird's eye view from what we just went over. We really want to take the process slowly, look at it meticulously, and then break it down into those four filters and and ask yourself questions within those four filters. So next Thursday, we are going to be live on YouTube once again on episode two. And we are going to speak about professionalism, communication, especially with the coaches, and then how social media is playing a significant role in the recruitment process and how we can help your student athlete and how you can, not just myself, but how you can 
as a parent, help them with the social media component, leveraging who they are and what they want to become. So I really look forward to next episode. Once again, we're going to be in and out very quick and we're just going to hit on a couple of topics. So I hope to see you next week where we speak about professionalism, communication with coaches and social media. Have an absolutely incredible weekend. And don't forget, Facebook Live, Tuesdays, 1230. Take care, guys. Have a good one.